Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And uh, hey, we're back. It's been 10,000 years since our last episode, but we have returned. It's been like um, a little over a month. 10,000 uh, seconds, <laughs> at least. Probably, Yeah, right? yeah. Initially I was going to be like, 10,000 hours, but that's not true <laughs> yeah and thousand seconds oh, he's doing the math so we don't have to do a correction so, yeah you don't you don't want to you don't want to give me you don't make me do a correction before you've even started corrections for this episode <laughs> for the last one ten thousand seconds weeks ten thousand seconds is actually just 2.7 hours well, it has been at least that since our previous episode. <laughs> yeah, it sure has, Sean. All right. A hundred thousand seconds would be a little over a day. Uh, a million seconds would be 11.5 days. Who says this isn't a science podcast? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I like calc. I like them Google calculators. Yeah, they're got to do that calculus. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. So, uh, this episode is the episode after Sakurai showed us the Terry Bogard update. Yes, and that was a big, big video. Yes, uh, extremely, extremely <laughs> big. Yeah, but before we get into that, we got some corrections. From the last episode we did last month. All right. So first off, uh, Ike from Fire Emblem, his signature sword is called Ragnell. Aha. The Falcon, which is what I thought it was, is wielded by Marth and Krom. Right. Lucina has an alternate version called the Parallel Falcon. Makes sense. And Alm has another alternate version of the Falcon that's called the Falcon. Wow. But it has a it's it's a different sword than than Marth and Krom's. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Uh, Little Mac's enhanced form is called Gigamac and not Big Mac. I prefer Big Mac. The Goron champion with the big hammer is named Daruk. Aha. Uh, split screen multiplayer, split screen co-op is indeed the only option for Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. You cannot connect two switches together. That's a shame. Heroes of New Earth is still active. However, its last major content update was February 2019. <laughs> The content update didn't add any characters. It just like <laughs> was a major balance update, and I think it added a new like item or two. I'm not sure quite how that game works. Okay. The Mac and Linux versions have not been supported since December 2018. You can no longer play Heroes of New Earth for Mac or Linux. Oof. Uh, and it hasn't added a new character in over a year, as far as I can tell. So they're kind of in maintenance mode. Yeah, well, they're kind of in this game will die before we add a new character <laughs> mode. Right, like, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah they're, they're just, it's on life support. Oh, I see, yes. Yeah, in maintenance mode makes me think they're they're fixing it up, and then it'll have a resurgence once it's fixed. Oh, no, I was thinking more like they're just maintaining it until it dies. Right, yeah, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Life support mode, I think, is a more evocative, better vision for for what you're going for there. Now you got them both. Yeah. I like I like one better than the other. I'm going to keep you know. I'm going to keep one. You can have you can you can keep maintenance mode. Look, man, it's it's like a burger and fries. You like one better than the other, but they're both part of the same essential meal. No, I only need one. 
<laughs> that's you you gave me you gave me some shitty fries that are making the burger worse. They were not shitty. You just didn't comprehend what I meant. Yeah, because it sucked. So Terry Bogart fries are delicious. Yeah, not your fries. God, <laughs> you're a savage. I come back after a month. And this is the vlog <laughs> I, I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we we live together and yet we only we only make eye contact during podcast recording. Yeah, we're cursed if we make eye contact at any other time we turn to stone. Yeah. And then nature has to do maintenance on our stony bodies. Yes, until they crumble. Um so the Terry Bogard showcase that Sakurai did yes. uh was was a whopper. It was forty eight minutes and fifty one seconds. Yes, and approximately 47 minutes and 51 seconds of that was just Sakurai geeking out about SNK, which was adorable. Yeah, it was really great. Like, a lot of people thought that, uh, for reference, the Dragon Quest Hero Showcase, the Banjo Showcase, those were all, like, 20-something minutes long. So, like, the fact that this was almost double the length, uh, I think it was actually double the length of even the Hero Showcase, which, by the way, was a very complicated character. Oh, yes. Uh, had people thinking Sakurai's got to be showing a second character in the showcase. <laughs> right. To the point where, like, the Nintendo versus Twitter was like, we're not revealing any new characters <laughs> in the showcase. And then even after that, several people on Twitter just thought that the Nintendo versus Twitter account was lying. Right, there was like a head fake. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. It's like, well, Sakurai's a troll, and like... <laughs> He is a troll. Sakurai is a troll. Yes. But he's not a liar. Yeah. 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 Like, and also, the Sm- the Smash Bros. marketing team doesn't troll the way that Sakurai does. Yeah, like, I, I, I feel as though if they were going to reveal another character, they just wouldn't have said anything at all. Or yes. they would have said, like, we can neither confirm or, or deny. deny. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, they're, the closest thing Sakurai has done to, like, straight up lying is, uh... During the marketing for uh, Smash Bros. Four, oh, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, like you know, he during a direct or something, he was showing off some new characters, and uh, and he's like, you may remember Zero Suit Samus from Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Brawl. Now she was a beloved character, but unfortunately, and like the the image like starts like fading to black right. and white of Zero Suit Samus. We were not able to include her in this game. We apologize. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. Here's Zero Suit Samus in Smash Bros. <laughs> Brawl. Like, uh. It was funny. Yeah, it was good. Um, but, like, I don't think you would ever just say, like, we're not showing a character, and then let us think that for a week before, yeah. before like, be surprised. Um, yeah, that's that's not quite his style, I don't think. No, me neither. His his style can be very unpredictable, but but that still doesn't feel like his deal. True. Um, but anyway, so the, the Terry Bogard showcase started uh, just with kind of some pleasantries. He... He celebrated the fact that Smash Bros. Ultimate won five awards and mm-hmm. like the Japan Game Awards, and he showed like his shelf of awards of awards that Smash Bros. Ultimate has won. He's very happy about that. Uh, and then before he showed off Terry himself, he kind of just went into the history of the Neo Geo right. and of Japanese arcades and uh, like some some cool stuff that I didn't know that like it. Like, you could just, like, buy arcade machines for, like, 300 U.S. dollars, basically. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah, and, like, 
And, you know, the Zuckerberg's like, you know, that seems expensive, but if you do the math, <laughs> it's cheaper than playing it a hundred times. You right. know? And so, yeah, he, he just kind of went through that for a while. Then he talked about the history of the Neo of like Fatal Fury right. and uh, the King of Fighters franchise. Uh, one fun fact that I didn't know is that the first Fatal Fury game, uh, Terry's first game, came out the same year Street Fighter 2 did. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah. either. That was and surprising. It, yeah, and it didn't like it wasn't it wasn't a ripoff of Street Fighter 2 because they were both developed around the same time. Right. Um instead, uh Street Fighter 2 and Fatal Fury were both kind of different evolutions of the first Street Fighter. Right. And one of the planners for the first Street Fighter was a was the director on Fatal Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Capcom and SNK have always kind of just been, like, kind of coming up with similar ideas at the same time. <laughs> and, like, sometimes they're ripping off of each other, but other times it's like a coincidence, you know? Yeah, kind of remarkable. Yeah. Sakurai recommended some Fatal Fury slash King of Fighter games mm -hmm. uh, that you can get off of the, uh, for Arcade Archives on the Switch. Right. right? Um, there's, he recommended Fatal Fury Special, if you mm -hmm. want a Fatal Fury game. Uh, he recommended King of Fighters 95 right. if you want to play a King of Fighters game. But he also said if you want to play a King of Fighters game with all kinds of strategic elements, you should get King of Fighters 98. <laughs> um, and those all seem like pretty good picks. I haven't played all of them. Um, I have the King of Fighters like uh, collection on Steam. Like I have several King of Fighters. I think you yeah. gave them to me, actually. Oh, really? Uh, that was yeah. nice of me. Yeah, like, uh, I, th I think that was, like, part of a Christmas gift or something where you were like, oh, I know you're kind of interested in King of Fighters, so here you go. Blah. <laughs> I just gave you, like, a bunch of King of Fighters games. Yeah. So I've got them. I've played a little bit of them, but not enough that I could say, like, oh, this, you know, I liked this one or that one. Yeah, do, do you have, if you were to make a King of Fighters recommendation or a Fatal Fury recommendation to our viewers, uh -huh. is, there a, is there one you would recommend? Uh, probably the one that I was the most invested in was 13. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it, you know, during tournaments. I think that it's very impressive the high level of play that people are able to showcase uh, when they're playing that game. Yeah. Especially since when I'm playing it, I feel like a complete moron. Like, it's just very impressive how seamless they make it look. And then yeah. you go in and you're like, what's short hop? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's very... Um, I think that it's a gorgeous game, and I think that there's a lot there. It is, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not available on the Switch, so um, you can get that. I I think that's not even like a PS4 game anymore. I think you can just yeah. get it for like PS3, PS3 and like maybe 360. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and Steam, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is on Steam. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I I I rarely feel like playing a fighting game on my PC though feels so much more natural on consoles yeah although i mean it's good for like like daniel and i go to fighting game tournaments once or twice a year and yeah. it is cool to see just people that have set up laptops that yes. have like weird fighting games on it yeah uh so i appreciate it in that respect i really don't play a lot of pc games aside from like mmos and like league or whatever like yeah. things that are only on the pc yeah generally i prefer consoles what would be your king of fighters recommendation my Fatal Fury recommendation would be Garu Mark of the Wolves. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um it's uh it's the time skip Fatal Fury game. It takes place like ten years after the death of Geese Howard or something. Right. And uh Terry is older, he has a new outfit, and he's he's uh he's training Rock Howard, uh Geese Howard's son, 
And uh, the cast in that is great. The gameplay mechanics in that are great. It looks amazing. Yes. Like, if if you've ever seen, like, these image collections of just, like, these gorgeous, like, looking, like, 2D fighting game backgrounds, chances are that some of those images <laughs> are Garu Mark of the Wolves backgrounds. Yeah, really, really stunning, uh, just kind of, like, sprite work. Yeah. Um, for King of Fighters, I might say, uh, maybe King of Fighters 14, because it's, uh, it's the newest one right now. It's really competent. The cast is great. It's, it's a bit more accessible than past King of Fighters titles. Uh It's still very technical, but like, but where King of Fighters 13 is kind of like more technical than your average king of fighters game like it's absurdly technical yeah like king of fighters 14 is a bit more a bit looser still more still more technical than say street fighter 5 but like at least at least a normal person might be able to combo into a super you know (laughs) sure i get that uh king of fighters 14 also isn't on the switch i think i think that's on ps4 okay um but yeah like especially after all the dlc they put out it's got a pretty big pretty nice cast with some cool characters anyway then sakurai said something uh that i think is pretty pretty interesting for us to know specifically mm-hmm. us the host of a smashing theory yes the, the so, prediction podcast yes for smash bros and other video games um i'm, I'm sean i'm daniel <laughs> sorry instinct just took over <laughs> uh sakurai said whether or not the character is fun to play as is more important than whether the character is new or old or whether the character is recognizable to everyone. <laughs> so, uh, we might want to expect some characters in this fighter pass or other future fighter passes mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily incredibly popular, but would have a really cool move set. Wow! So the RPM triangle has become the RM line. <laughs> <laughs> I I think P is still like you know I think that's. Uh, whatever shape you want to make besides a triangle <laughs> i think i think popularity is is still like a factor it's not like nobody knows who terry is All right it's less the rpm triangle and more the rpm triangle <laughs> you know it's in there but we have to reevaluate how pointy that end of the triangle is <laughs> i I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> but uh yeah, I do think that sometimes it still will be really important and we will see some really popular characters. Yes. But I also think that we might see like we might see an Agumon instead of a Heihachi or something. Sure. Yeah. I'd be in favor of that. I th- I th- I hope <laughs> that we'll get both so that I can have Agumon, but also my Heihachi prediction will be correct. I would hate that. <laughs> um, anyway, a fun fact is that Sakurai also mentioned when Super Smash Bros. 64 first came out, uh, you know, this is a fact in relation to his statement about character right. not needing to be recognizable, is that when Super Smash Bros. 64 came out, Sakurai was often asked, who's Samus, <laughs> right? Right. Which I think the American version of that was Who's Ness. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, although I will say that when I played Smash 64 for the first time, <laughs> I had played uh, Super Metroid before that. Right. But when I first loaded up the game, my initial reaction to seeing Samus's portrait was, Who's that? 
Oh, it's a little Metroid man. <laughs> His name is Samus? <laughs> and then I learned many other things about Samus and Metroid after that. How do I make Metroid crawl? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, after all that, uh, Sakurai finally showed off Terry. And I gotta say, um, I, I thought I thought Terry was, you know, a, a fine worthy pick mm-hmm. uh, to be added into the game. Uh, but I wasn't sure moveset wise what he would really bring to the table that Ryu hasn't already. Right. Uh, and it turns out a deceptive amount of things. No, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, like you know, Terry does have some mechanical similarities to Ryu here and there. Yes. Uh, but also, I think he com- he comes out as a very like distinct character in the end. Mm-hmm. So first, Sakurai showed off that Terry, like Ryu, uh, always faces the opponent. Yes. Um, when he's in a match, he showed off like uh, his, you know, his normals and his and his aerial attacks and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna really like break down all of that, right? Uh, but it is worth noting that his up air somersault kick was invented specifically for Smash Bros. Ultimate, right? Because like you know Terry being in a like a two D fighting game has never had to like attack upwards while he's in mid air <laughs> ever, so right. they just invented a move for that. That's fair. Um. But I always think it's neat when Smash like gives characters like pers- like unique embellishments like that, yeah. like like little touches that are unique to just Smash. Uh, I always think that's fun, like how Falcon Punch was something that Sakurai just made up for Smash Bros, <laughs> but uh, then it ends up being something that Captain Falcon does in F Zero Canon. Yeah, love that shit. No, I really appreciate the fact that like you know, because obviously in order to do that, you have to kind of take the character into consideration and what they're like and what they would do yes and so it's cool to see the ways that the smash team expands on the existing lore exactly uh sakurai also showed that terry has a new mechanic Mm -hmm. mechanic unique to him called dodge attacking so uh smash has a thing called spot dodging right Right. where if you press down and dodge at the same time you'll just kind of like shimmy in place right and uh as opposed to like rolling to the side or whatever yeah exactly you'll stay you'll stand in the same place but you'll still dodge and attack uh terry if you press the attack button immediately after you do that will attack out of his spot dodge right um and his upper body is invincible when he does that very cool Uh, yeah so uh a very technical very snk move (laughs) um that kind of fits his play style very well Mm mm-hmm all of Terry's special moves have weak and strong versions. Right. Uh, you can tap the button for a weak special move, and you can hold the button down for a strong special move. Uh, and that kind of reflects Terry in the OGO games, because in uh, in Fatal Fury and King of Fighters, there's, def- there's usually weak punch, strong punch, weak kick, strong right. kick, and variations on that. Uh, Terry also has optional command inputs like Ryu, uh, where you can, you know, where you can do the command input for a better version of the move. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terry is the first character in Smash history to have two different side Bs. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, be- because Terry will always face his opponent, mm-hmm. you can now have a forward side B and a backward side B. Right. Um, so his forward side B is Burning Knuckle, where he kind of lunges forward mm-hmm. with, with his fist. And you can also do that with quarter circle forward and pressing A or B. Right. Tapping or holding for stronger, for weaker strong versions. And his backward side B is crack shoot where he kind of does a little somersault forward. That's my favorite 
it's, of it's, his moves. It's yeah, it's, very satisfying. It's cool. Yeah, I love Barrington Knuckle personally. Fair. Uh, crack shoot is quarter circle back A A or B. Rising tackle, you can charge down and then press up in A or B. And uh, and power dunk, you do the sure you can motion. Right. You do forward, then you do down, then you do forward down, and then A or B. It feels weird to like explain a sure you can motion <laughs> because like we're we're so used to those kinds of fighting games. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny how much of our audience like would not know what that meant if we if we just said it. Well, you yeah. know, uh, this is. Uh... One of the rare Smash characters that can do sure you can motions for yeah. moves. So. One one of three Smash characters. Yeah. Yeah. But then Sakurai showed off one of the coolest and best feeling things about Terry, I think. Mm-hmm. He can cancel into special moves like like you can do in, in a traditional fighting game. Yeah. I A, I love this. B, I love this so much that I wish every character could do it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really satisfying because you can just kind of like hold the attack button down and he'll automatically do his combo yeah and then at the tail end just like do the input and yeah it's just really great to transition into the super or you know the special for extra damage and flashiness yeah for those that didn't watch the showcase canceling into a special move is when basically like you you press the you press a to like do your normal attack right and then partway through the animation for that you input the special move and then it'll cancel the rest of the animation to do the special move. Right. Um, which basically makes makes his fighting motions kind of like really seamless and it like it's a it's a really like like once you get like the the rhythm of the attacks down of like the canceling, yeah. Uh it, it's it's a very like smooth feeling combo and it's very satisfying. Yeah, I know, for sure. Uh it's also essentially works in the same way that it does in nether realm games which i really appreciated <laughs> it was very easy for me to transition to doing this yeah it, it it was me as a street fighter player it was also pretty easy for me to do sure. so that makes sense I guess they found that sweet spot yeah terry also has super special moves yes uh when terry is at 100 percent damage or more or if he has a if he's in stamina mode and has a third of his stamina or less, right? Uh, a go will appear next to his portrait, and he can use super special moves. Um, one cool thing about super special moves is that how you can cancel into specials from normal moves, you can cancel into super special moves from special moves. Yes. You can also cancel into a final smash from a special move. <laughs> so you can actually do, like, fighting game combos. Right, like confirms, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Terry has two super special moves. One is Power Geyser, where a big like pillar of fire shoots up in front of him. I like that one. Yeah. Both of his super special moves can only be done through inputs. Right. Like through special move inputs. Um, but there's like a traditional input that you would expect from an SNK game and like a simplified input uh, that Sakurai put in to maybe right. make it a little easier on you. So... uh the traditional input for Power Geyser is quarter circle back, mm-hmm. uh, and then from from back, do a half circle forward, <laughs> and then pressing A or B. That is some King of Fighters shit right there. Yeah, it is. The simple version of that is just pressing down, then back, then down, then forward, then A or B. Right. His other super special move is Buster Wolf. 
The classic. Where he lunges forward with a punch and says, are you okay? And then if it <laughs> lands, he goes, Buster Wolf, and hits right. you real hard. Uh, the input for that is two quarter circle forwards, two Hadoken motions, mm-hmm. and then pressing A or B. The simple input is down forward, down forward, A, B. Yes. Uh, and finally, Terry's final smash is called Triple Wolf. Which starts with a triple geyser, uh, which is three power geysers uh, shooting up one after the other in a straight right. line. Um, and if any of those land, if it connects, then the then a cinematic starts where Terry uses power dunk on the opponent and then finishes with a Buster Wolf. Yeah. Uh, very flashy, very cool. Oh, yes. And that that was Terry. He, he, he showed some Terry fight, some good... Some good Terry stuff yeah. there, and uh, and Sean and I have gotten to play him in the updates. We have indeed. Um, and yeah, he's he's great. He's much more like he feels a lot better to play than I thought he would. Yeah, no, me too. I I really enjoyed doing uh, you know, classic mode with him and testing yeah. him out a little bit in training mode. Uh, there's a lot there, uh, and I'm very excited to see if he winds up getting picked up in competitive play and how effective he is and what people do with him. Yeah, I think he'll be pretty good in competitive play. Like, especially just with his super special moves. Yeah, I no, think... that's what I was thinking too. Like that yeah. and the cancels and everything, I feel uh-huh. as though you'll be able to do a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people are are just going to like try to get Terry to a point where he's like at a hundred damage. Right. And then just like take it <laughs> and then just like power geyser and buster wolf. Uh-huh. Like just people off the map like i i think you know i think he's going to be a very high risk but high reward character yeah i also think that people are going to get very very good at uh dodge attacking yes Uh, i think we're going to see a lot of that yeah i think one interesting thing that sakura pointed out about uh terry Mm -hmm. is that a lot of terry's best moves are uh are really easy to punish like mm, right uh like the opponent can like like even power geyser which is just a huge like awesome looking <laughs> attack like that can be blocked with a shield without doing much damage to the shield right and then it leaves terry wide open he's vulnerable for a really long time if his attack is blocked yeah like i i mean i think that uh and this makes perfect sense yeah really the optimal way to play terry is going to be to confirm into moves like that to yes. make sure that you can land them yes uh yeah, so I, I really like Terry's playstyle. I really like his move set. I do think that we will see him in like a top eight uh within the next year. Nice. I think we will see him like I think we'll see him like in a top thirty two at Evo or something. Nice. Uh assuming he doesn't get major nerfs right. in the next half year. And assuming that like Tracer doesn't show up and like <laughs> break the entire meta meta. Well, uh, I hope that uh, you are correct, because I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, same. Um, so, moving moving on with the with other stuff Sakurai showed in the showcase, I uh, showed Terry's stage, the King of Fighters Stadium. Great stage. Oh my god, I love this stage. So, yeah. the King of Fighters Stadium, it's kind of a like a traditional arena aesthetically. Right. right? It looks, looks like a lot of arenas that are in the King of Fighters fighting games. Uh, very cool looking. I really like yeah. the aesthetic of it, actually. Me too. And it is a walk-off stage, uh, a stage where basically there's no there's no gaps uh, between like you know a traditional 
a smash stage like battlefield right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of open air uh on either side of the stage right and you can knock people off the stage and they can fall to their deaths uh walk-off stages are stages that you cannot fall off of because there's no like there's no like plummeting points right right? instead usually a walk-off stage you'd have to knock them uh you just have to take them to the very edge of the stage and knock them off of the side uh where they'd eventually like hit the blast zone and get knocked out right king of fighters is a very unique walk-off stage because initially you can't walk off uh (laughs) Each side of the stage has invisible walls that you can bounce your opponent off of mm-hmm. by, like, hitting them against the edge of the, like, knocking them against the edge of the stage. They'll just bounce off, and then you can, like, kind of catch them in the air. So this is basically a stage where you can have fights that feel more like a traditional fighting game, like Street Fighter or, right. or Fatal Fury. And uh, I will say it's it's very satisfying to like smack your opponent up against the invisible wall. Yeah. Uh just even even beyond like obviously it's cool that they're kind of mimicking a traditional fighting game. Yeah. But also that's just great. Yeah. And if uh a character is hit with a strong enough attack when they have a high enough damage percentage, like basically the the harder they're hit and the more damage they've taken the more damage, like, you start to see, like, the, the invisible ball, like, crack. Right. Uh, as they, like, slam up against it. And if you hit an opponent hard enough that's taken enough damage, you can shatter the wall and knock them through it, and they will fly off the stage and uh, hit the blast zone like you would expect from a smash stage. Yes. Uh, and that is super satisfying to do. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, yeah, just really aesthetically awesome to see. I love it. Um, uh, Sakurai mentions that this is also kind of a nod to real bout Fatal Fury, uh, where some stages had walls you could break and then you could ring out the opponent by knocking them through where the the wall used to be. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, neat. Yeah. Also, Sakurai then showed all the cameos that are on the stage. He picked 20 guest characters <laughs> from across the Fatal Fury and King of Fighters franchises mm-hmm. to kind of uh to kind of hang out like in the background of the stage. Uh and he like he showed each one in detail and had like, you know, he he gave little kind of blurbs and descriptions of each one. And he showed off a total of twenty characters. Uh he showed Andy Bogard, who's Terry's adoptive brother. Mm-hmm. Uh he showed Joe Higashi, uh a Muay Thai fighter with, like, long, brown, spiky <laughs> hair. He's cool. Right. Uh, Tung Fu Ru, who trained Terry's dad. Uh, old man with a beard who, like, who in the King of Fighters games can, like, give himself, like, give himself, like big-ass muscles, like, while he fights. <laughs> right. Uh, his fighting style is really great. Yes. Uh, but he's he's just fully... Clo- like, when in, in the games, like, he'll... He'll like get real muscly, and then his shirt will come off, like as he's right. like as he's doing big muscle punch. Um, but he keeps his clothes on in this game, and he also uh, does not get the muscles. Uh, Billy Kane, a dude with a staff and like a bandana, who is Geese Howard's right hand man, right? And he showed Geese Howard himself, uh, yes. Terry's nemesis. Um, <laughs> so a couple things about Geese Howard. One, when Sean and I were trying to figure out why why the showcase was going to be 
like almost like going to be 45 minutes long <laughs> before we saw the showcase itself. Right. Uh, I tweeted like, how is this going to be 45 minutes long if we're not getting another character? And Sean just replied to me, as you can see, we've added Geese Howard to the stage. Let's see what he's up to. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. And really, because, there was a moment of yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Sakurai essentially did that for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Sakurai and Geese, uh, this is a direct quote. Falling off of buildings is his thing. And I thought that was I thought that was really, really funny. And very true. Yeah, he, uh, he also showed Rock Howard, uh, Geese's son, Terry's protege, like I mentioned earlier. Right. Um, he also kind of... Did a tongue-in-cheek mention that's like, uh, Rock Howard appears in Garu, Mark of the Wolves. He, him being here doesn't really make sense at this point <laughs> in the timeline, but that's kind of what Smash is all about, right? Yeah. Uh, I like that line. Yeah, me too. He showed Kim Kapwan, a very popular Fatal Fury character. Mm -hmm. uh, not sure why, but he is very popular. <laughs> uh, he showed Ryuji Yamazaki, a very, like, uh, very, like, sadistic, muscly blonde man. Uh, I showed Blue Mary, uh, who I know is a fan favorite. Uh, she's got a great design. Mm -hmm. I showed Athena Asamiya from uh, Psycho Soldier, um, and also King of Fighters. Right. Um, she's like a she's like a pop star idol, but she also fights. Sure. Kyo Kusanagi, the protagonist of the first arc of the King of Fighters series, uh, and he showed Iori Yagami. Uh, this like. This dude with like this like this red hair that kind of juts out in front of him. Right. Uh, he's initially added as Kyo uh, Kyo's rival, and I I loved Sakurai showing Yori off because the thing that Sakurai said was when I first saw Yori and I saw his personality and the way he looked, I said whoever created this character must be a genius. <laughs> <laughs> and like you can tell that Sakurai actually really loves Yoriyagami because yeah. like as as we'll discover later, like effort is put into things that involve Iori for like the rest of the presentation. <laughs> right. Uh anyway, uh then he shows Goro Daimon, who is a sumo man. Yes. He shows uh Chang, Kohan, and Choi Bongi Bong Boonj. Um <laughs> Chang and Choi, yeah. uh, a duo of criminals that are, uh, like, Choi is basically just Freddy Krueger. And then he shows Ralph Jones and Clark Still, who are uh, who are originally the protagonists of a shooter game for SNK called Ikari Warriors, right. who then became King of Fighters characters. Um, Ryo Sakazaki, the protagonist of Art of Fighting, uh, who, fun fact, is kind of the reason that Dan exists. Oh, right, yes. Because uh, Art of Fighting came out after Street Fighter 2, uh, and Ryo uh, was considered to be kind of a ripoff of Ryu. Right. Uh, except, you know, he shot fireballs with one hand instead of two. <laughs> so then Capcom decided to roast SNK by making a Street Fighter character who shot fireballs with one hand, except the fireball sucks. Right. And all of his moves sucked. And, and Dan Hibiki was born. And that was Dan Hibiki, and he's the best. Uh, and Sakurai showed King. Right. Uh, who is uh, basically this this woman who uh, who's who dresses very androgynously. Like, she kind of wears, like, a like a men's suit. And she's a total badass. Yeah, uh, she's great. Yeah, she's one of my favorite King of Fighters characters. Uh she my, can like shoot fireballs by kicking, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh her playstyle's really satisfying. 
and just like aesthetic goals. Uh, <laughs> Amy Lee wants to marry her. I don't blame her. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, she's great. And uh, finally, Ryo's little sister, Yuri Sakazaki, uh, who's also one of my favorite characters. She was like one of my mains in King of Fighters 13. Nice. She uh she's kind of like her playstyle is kind of a mix of Sakura and Dan basically. <laughs> well, um, no wonder. And uh and yeah, she's she's great. I like her design a lot and she's fun. Yeah. Uh after showing all 20 of these characters, Sakurai said, "Now you've probably noticed that there's a major King of Fighters character <laughs> that hasn't uh been shown as a cameo on the stage, My Shiranui. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is for good boys and girls of many different ages, <laughs> so we decided not to feature her. Please forgive us. There were a number of kind of laugh lines in this presentation where you could hear the crew losing it. Yeah. And this one, I think, got probably the biggest laugh out of the crew. Sakurai, like, fucking killed it. Yeah, well-deserved. Yeah. Just, he was so funny this time. Uh, The Japanese version of the video um, makes it more clear that that if Sakurai had put My Shiranui in her default outfit, in the stage mm-hmm. that it would have risked changing the Sero rating in Japan, the CERO right. rating. Uh Japan is very there's two things that are like big rating changers in mm-hmm. Japan, and that's cleavage and and like panty shots basically. Okay. Like if uh like basically like seeing those kind of makes the rating like immediately go up. Sure. Um Sakurai's actually talked in interviews before about how like frustrating the process was in like smash four um like getting palutena approved right because uh like you know like initially like she had like a character model and sarah was like okay can you show us her character model and flip it upside down for us Mm. and uh and he's like okay but look we even if theoretically there'd be like a panty shot or something we've darkened that part of her model so you can't see anything right and they're like not good enough redesign it (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't surprise me at all a lot of ratings boards uh are incredibly arbitrary yeah like i read an article once about how the mpaa like people will go to them and they'll say like this movie's rated you know um like okay, this movie's rated X. How do we make it so that it's rated R? Remove these three frames of blood, yeah. and then we'll change the rating. Yeah, like, it's completely insane. Yeah. Finally, uh, which cameos appear on the stage depend on what music is playing on the level. That's a cool feature. Yeah. For example, uh, Andy Bogard will always appear on the stage when the track "Pasta" is played. Well, like me, he loves pasta, <laughs> so I can't blame him. I, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I also, whatever that music plays, I'm just like, oh, here I am. Where's the pasta? <laughs> yeah, I just like music starts playing. Andy Booker's like, pasta? He's like, no, that's just what the song's called. We don't have any pasta for you, Andy. Oh, not again. <laughs> well, I, I guess for this every time. I guess I'll just stay here for eight minutes. <laughs> and pose. I'm Andy. Wow, pasta. <laughs> After showing this off. Sakurai then played through the entirety of Terry's <laughs> classic mode. Yeah, this really did add, like, a substantial amount of time. Yeah, the classic mode is called The King of Smash. Good title. Yeah. Uh, every match in it is a stamina match against three opponents, mm-hmm. uh, reminiscent of King of Fighters. Yes, indeed. Um, each opponent, like, comes one after you beat them one at a time. Um, and uh, and the final match is against Ryu, Ken, and Terry, uh, which, right. is, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, 
this segment was a little over 11 minutes long. <laughs> it was a it was a fourth of the presentation. Like I enjoyed it, but goddamn. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was a slight downer for me because like um because they didn't show classic mode for the other three characters, mm-hmm. the other three DLC characters that they've showcased. So one thing that was always fun for me is like, ooh, I can't wait to crack up open classic mode and like play through it myself and like right. see how it is. And obviously like you know, spoilers for classic mode isn't like <laughs> a, a a deal breaking like sure. fish shaking big deal. And I still played through classic mode, but yeah, like you know, so did I. but yeah, like other classic modes do tend to be peppered with like cute little surprises or cute little nods, right. and none of those were surprises anymore. So it was a slight downer, but okay. like, but I you know still cool classic mode for sure. Yeah, and I wonder if he did that because like maybe. Nintendo like looked at their data and it's like, huh, we're making these DLC characters. They come with their own classic mode, and no one's playing classic mode oh, for the DLC yeah. characters. Maybe if we have Sakurai show that show it off, they'll <laughs> see that it's a feature. Huh. But anyway, yeah, this the segment was cute and fun, but like, I hope that's not in future showcases. <laughs> just like even without like the the surprise element, like mm-hmm. it's it's just it just felt like an unnecessary amount of time. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, that <laughs> that was eleven minutes. You could have shown us a single Terry match, and we would got gotten the idea. I honestly think that Sakurai just really loves King of Fighters and Terry Bogard, and just did that, <laughs> and that it won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds fair, actually. Uh, but the next thing he showed was a little more exciting, and that is that the King of Fighters stage has fifty tracks in my music <laughs> 50 tracks oh wow uh so uh the tracks are not just fatal fury tracks they're not just king of fighters tracks they're from across several snk franchises right what happened was sakurai and his team came up with a list of 50 track proposals <laughs> uh and sent them to snk expecting the list to be like cold from there expecting us to be like okay you're allowed to use these 20 tracks we would prefer if you use these 30 right and instead sakurai sent them a list of 50 tracks and snk said okay (laughs) (laughs) i love that that's the complete opposite of their square enix experience it almost felt like a yeah i mean obviously it wasn't really a dig but it felt like you know like compared to some other companies (laughs) yeah right something yeah obviously you didn't explicitly say that at all but Yeah. yeah like yeah like going from the dragon quest music <laughs> to this uh night and day man yeah very much appreciated yes um so out of those 50 tracks of which we will not name all of because even just rattling off a list is going to take up some recording right. time uh instead we'll just mention the 17 New arrangements, 17 yeah, new arrangements. Which is a crazy number. Uh, made just for Smash. Uh, those 17 new arrangements are Harimar Faith Capoeira School, Song of the Fight, Believers <laughs> Will Be Saved from Fatal Fury, that whole thing. That is just one title, right? by the way. Apparently, it has broken the record for the longest song title in the game. Wow. That remix is by Masafumi Takata, who is well known for the Danganronpa franchise. Yeah, uh, making songs for that, um, and it's very eclectic and very Masafumi Takata. Yeah, know? yeah. Like uh, I wouldn't say that it 
it doesn't really jam, but it like makes sense. Yes, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Kirkington from Fatal Fury Two by Noriyuki Iwadare, uh, mm-hmm. known for um some later games in the Ace Attorney franchise. And really, as soon as you listen to it, you yeah, Ace Attorney. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pasta. Uh, the <laughs> Wait, afore- where? <laughs> <laughs> the aforementioned Pasta, right? Uh, from Fatal Fury Two. By Yoko Shimomura, uh-huh. uh, who we all know and love at this point. Oh, yes. Um, and this was a very Yoko Shimomura track. Yeah. M- most of the time, Yoko's... Uh, any Yoko track brought to Smash is, like, my favorite of that batch of tracks. Uh-huh. Uh, not really this time, I don't think. Yeah, I liked this one fine. Yeah. But, yeah, it was not... It was definitely not my favorite. Yeah, I liked Pasta. I didn't love Pasta. Oh, no. Ate the pasta. <laughs> now it's time to go. <laughs> to Seoul. Oh, man, if only... Uh... <laughs> so close. It's so close. Between Pasta and another song is Tarkun and Kitapi, uh, Fatal Fury 2, by Yusuke Takahama, who mostly just does tracks for Smash Bros. Uh, he mostly just arranges stuff for Smash Bros. That'd be a pretty cool job. Yeah, I'd, I'm in for it. Um... After that, let's go to Soul from Fatal Fury 2 by Michiko Naruke, uh, who does Wild Arms music. This was my personal favorite. I just thought that it was really kinetic and exciting and distinctly Wild Arms-y, especially the beginning. Yeah, I remember liking this one a lot, too. I think it might also be my favorite. Nice. Um, uh, The London March from Fatal Fury 2 by Yusuke Takahama, Mm -hmm. who we already mentioned. 11th Street from Fatal Fury Wild Ambition by Junichi Nakatsuru, who has done Soul Calibur music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stormy Saxophone from King of Fighters 96 by Noriyuki Iwadare, who we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, funnily enough, this is the only King of Fighters uh, track that was remixed for for the game. There's other King of Fighters tracks, uh-huh. uh, but they're all like just direct rips. Oh, I see. Yeah. Also... Uh takes a while for the saxophone to come in yeah mostly really just stormy yeah i was sitting there thinking like it's called stormy saxophone where's the saxophone oh there it is <laughs> um theme of sid uh out from alpha mission by yoshihito yano another soul caliber composer this was very evil sounding yeah yeah very good uh forest world from athena by takafumi sato uh who's done pokin tournament uh soundtrack okay. i remember really liking this one actually yeah it's like, cool yeah like very punchy upbeat uh but had a really cool sound yeah oh uh one thing worth mentioning is that uh uh we tweeted before the showcase uh some of our own predictions right, right. uh one one prediction was that terry would get a uh, garu mark of the wolves alt costume that was false uh-huh. um another was that that uh that the Nintendo versus account was not just lying about there being a new <laughs> character, uh, and that was correct. Yeah. Uh, we predicted that the hat leak. There was a leak, right? Uh, a quote unquote leak that there were going to be Mallow and like, and a Doom demon, right? Like represented as hats, and uh, and that that was implying that maybe Gino and Doom Slayer would be playable. Uh huh. Um. But our our prediction was that the hat leak is real, but Gino and Doomslayer are both just me costumes. <laughs> but even that was too optimistic. Yeah. Uh, the hat leak was at least 
not shown or referenced in any way throughout this whole right. thing. However, the last prediction we made, well, technically the second, but mm-hmm. the most relevant prediction we made to this conversation is that Yuzo Koshiro would provide an arrangement for the Terry stage. Yeah! Yuzo Koshiro provided the Psycho Soldier theme, which uh, which is a theme arranged with lyrics. There's both a version with lyrics sung in Japanese and an overseas version with lyrics sung in English. Right. Uh, the English version, uh, fun fact, was actually arranged first out of the two. Ah. Uh, both versions are arranged by Yuzo Koshiro, who, of course, is famous for the Streets of Rage franchise yes. and several other uh, lit soundtracks. Oh, yes. But more songs. Um, Art of Fight from Art of Fighting. Right. Uh, by Ryo Hamamoto, who, uh, who did Demon X Machina soundtrack stuff and also provided songs for some later games in the Tekken franchise. Nice. Um, Banquet of Nature from Samurai Showdown. By Masami Ueda, who does uh, the Bayonetta soundtracks. Uh huh. I remember that one being a jam. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Gaia from Samurai Showdown by Yasushi Asada, who is largely known for Castlevania Judgment. <laughs> like that's the game you would most know him for, Castlevania Judgment. Interesting. Yeah the the Wii Castlevania fighting game with terrible character designs. Right. Like that is his soundtrack claim to fame. Uh, which is a shame because I actually really like Gaia. Yeah, I was gonna say sorry, Yasushi. Yeah, like maybe Castlevania Judgment actually has a really good soundtrack. I wouldn't know, but yeah. I'll have to find out. Yeah. Um. A remix of the main theme of Metal Slug, also by Yasushi Asada, and a remix of the Assault theme uh, that is present in Metal Slugs 1 through 3 right. by Linda IQ, uh, who is an uh, a composer that mostly does arrangements for Idolmaster series. Okay. Yeah, and that is the 17 uh, new arrangements in, uh, in The King of Fighters, My Music. Um, that's more new arrangements than some other games got songs. <laughs> yep, it sure is crazy. It's more arrangements than Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest song lineup combined. Jesus Christ! I mean, that's not hard. That's that's not hard to beat. That total is ten. Right now, I just mean like yeah. Square Enix. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah. Let people have things. Uh, or don't make rights agreements with your composers that almost completely prevent you from putting those tracks in other video games. Also that. Yeah. Or if you have rights agreements with your composers that let you put those tracks in other video games, you just have to give them a certain amount of money. Give them the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you cheapskates. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, winding down on the showcase, five Mii Fighters were shown. A Mii Fighter costume for, uh, Nakoruru from Samurai Showdown. That was cool. Yeah, uh, a, a Mii Sword Fighter costume for Nakoruru. Mm-hmm. A Mii Brawler costume for Ryosai Azaki. Right. Uh, from Art of Fighting. A, uh, King Fighters Brawler... <laughs> a Mii Brawler costume of Iori Yagami. From King of Fighters, right. Sakurai's favorite. Um, <laughs> like, like he got a shout out 
uh, as a cameo. Mm-hmm. He got a me costume, <laughs> and uh, one of the remixes is of his theme. I'm right. pretty sure. So uh, Sakurai loves the Yoriyagami. That's the long and short of it. Fair. Uh, and reprising their appearances from Smash Four DLC. Uh, me brawler costumes for Akira and Jackie from Virtual Fighter. Right. Uh, kind of appearing in kind of this traditional fighting game themed <laughs> costume set. Then Sakurai gestured at the edge of his table <laughs> and showed three new amiibo. I really love this running gag. Yeah. Every say. time he shows new amiibo, he shows them from a different location. Right. Like first he like kind of picks them up from under the table. Next time they're like in his lap, and now they're like. On, now, like on the other side of the table, I like, loved your tweet where you said, "Like next time, I just want them to be taped to the ceiling." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> what one thing I, I another thing I would actually love that I just thought of just now is like Sakurai to like just point to the left and the camera to pan there, and then there's nothing, and then it pans back <laughs> to Sakurai, and he's just holding three amiibo. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, my uh, mine. If I could make my own contribution to this running gag of Sakurai discovering amiibos in strange places, yeah, I would just want to have like a butler in full period dress bring them out <laughs> on a platter. <laughs> like, oh, I I see that we need to reveal the amiibos. Then he just like, and then like, the guy comes out. That's what I would do. What I want is Yoshinoru Ono dressed like a butler. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Finally, he talked a bit about the version 6.0 update, specifically that the Battle Arena has some quality of life updates. Right. You can now send preset messages to people in the Battle Arena. Uh, the person who created the arena can change the rules uh, after making the arena. Uh, there are stage options for random battlefield forms and random Omega form stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elite only is an arena type now. And uh, if an arena is set to public, anyone can join, which feels like a really basic feature, but uh, it's there now. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. Yeah, so, you know, good good for people who like Battle Arena as a way to play against other people. Yeah. Then he announced the release date of Terry, which was the day of the showcase. Right. As, as we predicted. Yes. And, uh, and then he showed a complete version of the Terry trailer that added Terry gameplay to the mix. Right. Um, one thing he said before showing the trailer, uh, was pointing out that during like the, the, the SN, the Neo Geo cinematic thing, right. uh, the invitation says, don't be late S, mm. uh, and he said that that was not okayed by him. He did not write that his, uh, his team just put it in as an inside joke. Right. Uh, and so he's just like, just know that the S also stands for the Smash Brothers S. <laughs> <laughs> and then he played the video, uh, which was a few minutes long. You know, there was some Terry gameplay. Yeah. It was a nice trailer. And then it just shows Sakurai in his seat again, and he just goes, We crammed in a little too much content this time. Hopefully I'll be able to make future showcases a little shorter. And then it just fades to black, and that's the end of the video. Yeah. That was <laughs> that was an interesting way to end up. Yeah, it cracked me up, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, one way you can make it a little shorter... Sakurai is not showing the entirety of the classic mode. Uh, his response to you saying that would just be to look at you and then fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that power. Me too. But yeah, then then the update came out. We played it. We've already talked about our Terry experiences. Yeah. Um, oh, 
Wow, you know what? Uh, somehow I just glazed over the entire uh, DLC spirit section. Oh, I thought you did that on purpose because you were you wanted to eat dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, I I'm I'm about integrity, Sean, not dinner time. I mean, we uh, yeah yeah like I uh, yeah so. He also showed off the DLC spirits partway through, uh, and there were 11 of them. Um, Andy Bogard is a novice. Joe Higashi is a novice. Mm. Kim Kapwan as a novice spirit. Uh, Geese Howard is a legend of spirit. Course. What uh, else would he be? He, uh, all, as all legend spirits, uh, as all DLC legend spirits have had, he has a new skill. He has a new spirit ability uh, that is unique to the game. Right. Uh, this unique skill is critical, fast, final smash meter, uh, plus plus, <laughs> uh, which means that just final smash meter will charge really quickly for a while when uh, the person with a spirit equipped is badly damaged. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's good for geese, too. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, Ryo Sakazaki as an ace spirit. Kyo Kusanagi as an ace spirit. Iori Yagami as an ace spirit. Wow! Yeah. Imagine that. Haomaru from Samurai Shodown as an ace spirit. Mm-hmm. Nakaruru from Samurai Shodown as an advanced spirit. This one was my favorite. I've done all these spirit matches. Okay. I have all these spirits now. Yeah. Uh, Nakaruru is my favorite. It was a Zelda who uh, had a very tiny Falco <laughs> uh, as like a as like a backup as like an assist character. Excellent. Who just was running around and messing me up it was very funny. Um, Nakaruru, for those who may not know has, like, a falcon that she fights with in yes. the game. Yeah. Uh, so that's very apropos. Love her. Uh, Athena as an ace spirit, and the Akari warriors, Ralph and Clark, together with their guns, okay. as an advanced spirit. Yep, good um, stuff. Yeah, good good stuff. Good spirit representation. Um, you know, about on par with the other DLC yeah. uh, boards. So, so good. But yeah, I I really like this update. I think Terry is great. I think the new stage is awesome. It's oh, one of yeah. my it's one of my favorite new stages so far. It's very cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I had a good time with it. Any any other additional thoughts of your own? I yeah, I think that this update is just incredibly solid, uh, and I feel as though like SNK being so cool with it and Sakurai loving Terry so much, like. We'll never have one that's this stacked again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's enjoy it while we can. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, really, we should hope to get, like, more, like, kind of less big characters like this. Because right. I feel like when we get a character that's less big, we'll get more stuff for it to, like, kind of make <laughs> up for that. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Like, man, like... <laughs> Getting Agumon with, like, half of the Digimon <laughs> soundtrack. Like, you know, just, right, yeah. like, just, like, five Digimon games worth of, like, music. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Digimon games have kind of an underrated soundtrack, I think. Digimon games are just kind of underrated. Like, they are. Like, they're really solid. Yeah. God. Um, I liked watching you play Cyber Sleuth a lot. I liked playing Cyber Sleuth. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to Digimon Survive still. Nice. Uh, okay, let's open some listener mail. Yeah. That was me opening the bag of mail. <laughs> Here's an email from Jables. All right, Jables, jabe me up. Jables says, hey guys, dropping in to tell you that there is no move in Smash's entirety more <laughs> satisfying to connect than an are you okay bust a wolf. 
<laughs> Terry feels really good to play, and his combo game is unreal. More importantly, he beats out Richter and Donkey Kong for the title of sexiest character in the game. <laughs> Terry is hot. Y'all rock, Jables. Now, come on, Jables. Beats out Donkey Kong. <laughs> really? You know what I have to say about that? Who he? Wee! Yeah, yep. Wow, Jables. Hey, don't... <laughs> don't fuck with me, Daddy. <laughs> I'm not going to do Donkey Kong's job for him. You're not going to do what? I'm not going to do... <laughs> Donkey Kong what? I'm not going to do Donkey Kong's job for him. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> yes, you have sex hey. with the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> that is, after all, Donkey Kong's job. He's, he's a beloved Nintendo mascot, second, and my sex partner for this. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh, thanks jables thanks jables also i will say that uh i think that little max like supercharged standing special is up there in terms of very satisfying moves to connect oh yeah true. Uh, but i think that just kind of aesthetically buster wolf might actually beat it out yeah i oh, love that aesthetic yeah love it mitchy on twitter yeah, Mitchy. Yeah, welcome back, Mitch. Mitch says the stage is so cool. I love the stage more than Terry TBH. <laughs> the fact that it has invisible walls that need to be broken is actually way too much fun. Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel that actually. Yeah. I, like I do like Terry a lot, but I might like the stage more than Terry. It's it's one of the best stages in the game. Yeah, yeah, I I like it a lot. I wish that like. It was like legal competitively, but it never will be. No, well, I mean, it's yeah, and like you know, I I get why it makes sense that it's not legal competitively because the the strategy for someone that wants to win Mm -hmm. is going to be like nuzzle your opponent up against the wall (laughs) and just smack them a bunch until the wall breaks, and not like and not worry about getting you to a high percentage. The frustrating thing, though, is that we could at least see the stage in some form if um, the, like, Omega form and Final Destination forms of stages weren't banned outright. Yeah. Like, because, and that I don't understand. That yeah, blows my fucking mind. There's there's something about, like, like you know, like, some, some version, some Omega forms have, like, have slightly shorter edges or something. Oh, it, it's something like that, and because not every stage is exactly uniform right. under that format, uh, they just can't. Uh, just none of them can be legal. It's God, it's weird. Just kill me. <laughs> yeah. Just Buster Wolf my fucking face <laughs> into the King of Fighters stage. <laughs> uh, but yeah, agree completely, Mitch. Good fucking shit, man. Yes. Um email from <laughs> I like the way you see email there email it's the mail it never fails it's mail <laughs> J- uh that the, the all, everything i see about the new blues clues is actually like pretty pretty great this is a tangent that i didn't expect to go on during this episode but i agree <laughs> yeah yeah i good. completely agree Email from James M. All right. Welcome back, James. Yes. James says, hey, guys, you have asked for thoughts on Terry Bogard and or the new update. 
I'm going to ignore that request <laughs> and ask two random questions. One, will we see any more Echo Fighters of fighters already on the roster? Hmm. If so, what would work? And two, have either of you played Mario Kart Tour? I think the monetization model is awful, but the gameplay is pretty fun. Okay. James M. I don't think there will be any more Echo Fighters during the life of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I agree. Uh, if there was one, my dream, and I'm sure I've talked about this before, is for them to take Bowser Jr. and make a Dr. Robotnik Echo Fighter. <laughs> I think that would kick so much ass. Yeah. But it's never going to happen. Yes, it's never going to happen. I think, like, you know, obviously Sakurai breaks rules that the community makes up all the time. Right. But it would just feel weird to me if there was an Echo Fighter of a character outside of the franchise of that character. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But, uh, but Dr. Robotic would be a perfect echo fighter of Bowser Jr. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. Uh, with respect to Mario Kart tour, I've, I've not played it. I haven't played it either. My girlfriend, Amy Lee has, and it makes her really mad. <laughs> uh, she also hates the monetization model. Uh, uh, she's pretty good at the gameplay. Like she, she uh she regularly gets she regularly gets first place in races okay. uh, and then yeah she just seems really really good at it um but I haven't seen her play it in about a couple weeks because the monetization sucks yeah I haven't touched it on purpose because of that like yeah no, same the reputation yeah you know. I'm I just like I I smelled. <laughs> I smelled the gotcha from a mile away and just yeah, didn't touch it. I, I also that. have not touched Dr. Mario right. Medicine Mania or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's not called that. Uh, yeah, and similarly, uh, that new Pokemon game, you know. Oh, that, Pokemon Masters. Yeah, I downloaded that and then deleted it from my phone on the same day I, after playing it for five minutes. I really tried with Pokemon Masters. <laughs> I played it for like two weeks uh, and I just... I I tried to get past just how bad yeah. the gotcha was in that game, but I I did I did stop. Funnily enough, like a few weeks after I stopped, they they pledged to make the gotcha <laughs> system better. Uh, but I I just I hate it when they do that. Too. I was gonna say, like Dragalia Lost also did that. Yeah. Um, and it's like. It's like, why do you make the gotcha better when people start leaving? Make it before they leave <laughs> uh -huh. better because. Once I've left your game, I don't feel like coming back. I'm just sick of gotcha. Yeah. I've just stopped playing gotcha games at this point. Like, I'm not even playing... I really like Tom Kai Impact 3rd for a while. I'm not even playing uh. that. I'm just playing... Uh, God, nothing on my phone right now. I'm not playing a goddamn thing on my yeah. phone. I guess so much of it is gotcha. I've barely played any Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links... Right. Uh, in, in the past month now. Which is crazy. Yeah, I un I unlocked the new character that came out earlier this month. Right. Um, and he sent me a text about that, I, as you always do. Yeah, you unlock a character. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a tradition. It's tradition now, The two yeah. things that Daniel texts me about are what the rent is for a given month and when he unlocks a Yu-Gi-Oh! character. <laughs> I mean, we see each other enough that I don't need to right, text no, no, exactly. Yeah. 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 Those, yeah. Those are just the two situations <laughs> where we might need to talk about it when I'm not home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I... Uh, and... And, you know, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links really barely qualifies as a gotcha game. Right. Right? Because, uh, A, you've you've unlocked everything there is to unlock already. <laughs> and, B, yeah, they, they are quite generous with, you know, their, yeah. their resources that they give you. Yeah, exactly. Really generous with their resources. 
what cards you get in a random box isn't truly random. Right. There's there's always a guarantee that you'll get cards from that box if you keep drawing from the same box. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm burned out on Duel Links for several reasons. Sure. Really, it's it's a testament to that game that it's taken three and a half years. That is remarkable. Uh, but they could have held me for longer if they just kept doing what they were doing, <laughs> and they just started doing less. <sighs> anyway, um, I know what you wanted to hear, James, was me talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links some more, so you're welcome. Yeah. I'm well, so- you know what? In the same way that you ignored our request, we're ignoring your question. <laughs> We answered it, but we talked longer about things that suck. So. <laughs> anyway, thanks, James. Thanks, James. Uh, an email from Hey Gamers. Okay. Hey Gamer says, In my spare time, I've been thinking on how story mode could ever come back, and I've decided the most realistic, though still highly unlikely, would be some kind of comic or manga. <laughs> uh, or instead of a dedicated storyline, some kind of gag manga like the Fire Emblem Heroes 4 comas about all the characters interacting. Uh... So, in a subspace 2 or a story mode, what team-ups would you want? I'd love to see a Joker and Robin team-up. Totally <laughs> not just because they're my mains. Thanks for the great podcast, Setco. Uh, P.S. World of Light trivia questions don't count towards your completion score. I missed one, and I still managed to 100%. There's probably just, like, one spirit you missed somewhere. Oh, well, yeah. you gotta go back. Yeah, I guess so. Um... Yeah, thanks, Echo. Yes. Um, so, yeah, what what is a team-up you'd love to see in a new, like, Smash story mode? This is, like, a really basic answer, but honestly, Mario and Sonic. Oh, yeah, like, that's barely really... got to be in Subspace Emissary. Yeah. And we just, we dance around the concept of Mario and Sonic working together so frequently, mm-hmm. except for Olympic Games. Right. It would just be really great to see them running around together. Yeah, that sounds really good. I like that. What about you? Um, I was thinking of just like Isabel and Samus, like just having a girls' night out. <laughs> That'd be just, great. Just like going shopping together, like yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> uh, also like King K. Rule and King DDD, just like arguing over who can steal the most food. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, or like or like a monarchy debate or something. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Yeah. King K. Rool and King DDD, they're just like in Parliament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think that there would have to be some kind of sight gag involving Duck Hunt and Banjo Kazooie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have Duck on back? I have Duck on back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks, Psycho. Yes. Thank you, Psycho. Finally, a tweet from Coxow. All right, Coxow. Coxow says, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate holds now the record of being the best-selling fighting game ever made. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. Congratulations, Sakurai. The best-selling fighting game ever made is probably the biggest collaboration ever made, (laughs) including the biggest game studios, former rival manufacturers like Sega and SNK, Mm -hmm. and even a current competitor, Microsoft. The game has become an historical milestone in video game history. After this, I have one question for the Smashing Theorists to answer. Will the word Sony appear on the title screen before the end of the DLCs and a -a once-in-a-lifetime collaboration be achieved? 
no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's my feeling about it no i i would love that yeah it'd be amazing uh and that i i love your setup for that coxow yes like like the thing about microsoft and nintendo collaborating is that when banjo kazooie happened they were already collaborating right like like a collaboration between nintendo and microsoft has not been unprecedented they're you know they they work together to make a version of minecraft with exclusive nintendo content right. uh i think before we knew about banjo we knew that cuphead was coming to the switch yeah um i also think that you know just generally the willingness for microsoft and nintendo to cooperate with each other has at least in part been because of just the dominance of Sony in the yeah. console market right now. Right. So Sony doesn't really, there aren't a lot of things that would incentivize them to uh, participate in Smash. Yeah, exactly. Like Microsoft and Nintendo have a lot of, oh, you scratch your back, I'll scratch yours. Right. Wait, what? No. <laughs> you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But hey, man, those double back scratches, that's good stuff. <laughs> you scratch your back, I will also scratch your back. <laughs> you got your a back, big back. Will, Yeah, your back will get so many scratches, and you can go home. Oh, You're man. welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I think that... That Microsoft and Nintendo's collaborations ca kind of have a symbiotic relationship vibe. Yeah. And Sony, like they have done so many times in the past in this generation already, will just kind of look at the idea of that as a partnership and be like, well, what do we get out of it? Yeah. Does Nintendo get more out of it than we do? Then we're not doing it. <laughs> uh -huh. You know? Uh, and yeah, like, I guess that's kind of a way that running a business makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, But yeah, unfortunately... I, this isn't Nintendo's fault, but I don't think uh, that we will see Sony appear uh, on a trailer or anything involving Smash no. uh, in, in this thing's lifetime. Um, because another thing is that uh, Banjo-Kazooie still follows the Smash rule of they need to have appeared on a Nintendo console before. Right. And even, like, even the characters that barely fulfill that requirement do fulfill that requirement. Cloud appeared in Chain of Memories sure. for the GBA. Uh, Joker appeared in Persona Q2 for the 3DS, like, basically right around when he was announced for, right. for Smash. So because, just by the virtue of of the way Sony games exist, a Sony, first-party Sony character has never appeared on a Nintendo console ever. Um, yeah, it's 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 just not happening. Um, which is unfortunate. Well, Daniel, just for fun imaginary times, in an alternate universe where Sony is going to cooperate with Nintendo and we're breaking the rule about having to appear on a Nintendo console, what Sony rep would you pick if you were, well, not Sean Layton anymore, but right. you know what I mean. Yes, if I was Sean Layton Jr., the yeah. baby Sean Layton. Hi. If I was little, little Sean. Uh, if I was Layton... Here's The Last of Us 12! <laughs> That's how many years old I am. <laughs> uh, like, I think Spike Cream Ape Escape would be too selfish of a selection. <laughs> um, and I think Kratos just doesn't fit. He's no. a little too, a little too gritty and violent. Um, uh, and I don't know if Ratchet and Clank are like big enough. Uh huh. But they they kind of fit that Nintendo vibe the best. Sure. I think. So, 
With that in mind, my answer is Sackboy. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I oh that's not like a Daniel would love this. The the problem is like most of most of Sony's first party stuff isn't really like games I have a really emotional attachment to, right? Sure. Like Uncharted I I have opinions about that franchise. <laughs> um Last of Us also like uh yeah, you know, Last of Us is fine. Um God of War is cool, but you know, yeah, it's it's like there's there's no Sony character to be like, ooh, I'd love them, except maybe Spike. Okay. And uh and that feels like such a niche answer in twenty nineteen. What about you? So I'm really going with the whether or not the character is fun to play as is more important than whether the character is new or old or recognizable to anyone thing. Okay. But here's my strategy as the Sony guy, as okay. Sean Layton Jr. <laughs> so first, we announce that Legend of Dragoon is coming to the Switch. <laughs> then uh-huh. Dart from Legend of Dragoon is added to Smash. Okay, nice. Then uh, I don't feel as bad about Spike from Ace Escape. Right, no. Yeah, like, I mean, I think that I think that Dart is just like one of those kind of niche classic characters that you just see Sakurai springing on everybody. Yeah. And I think that his moveset potential is just out of the park. Hmm. Like there's so much cool stuff that's hap- that happens in that game. And I think that they could even do something cool with like, because that game has timed hits in it. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be some kind of mechanical thing yeah. where like, oh, if you use your standard attacks with a certain timing, you know, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that would be my pick. That's, that's cool. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Spike, Spike would also like Sp- Spike kind of already, we've already seen demonstrated that <laughs> right. Spike has the capacity for a very smash brothersy move set. That's true. In the very short lived uh, PlayStation all-stars battle Royale, which dart was almost DLC for. That is also true. Yeah. Uh, man, Pizasper as, we sometimes called it as I <laughs> oh, right. called All right. it. Oh, right. All right. yes. Yeah. Uh, that was such a weird, cool little game, and it's a shame that it tanked. Yeah, yeah, it had potential, man. Yeah, I just really, there were some characters in that that I just really enjoyed playing as. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say that game was a good fighting game, but I think the sequel could have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really interesting uh, experiment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. Maybe, maybe like... They, I think so many people have said before that they'd love to revisit that concept, but the game would not play anything <laughs> like right. like what Pasasper did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great question, Coxow. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you to everyone that sent in listener mail. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. It, we always love it. It's good. Yeah. Woo, mail. Yeah. If you want more Daniel and Sean business, <laughs> you can check it out on our patreon <laughs> patreon.com slash beep boop group that's where the business is the beep boop group is like where we put all of our podcast stuff yes um uh we have an exclusive podcast on there if you give us a dollar a month and we have uh deleted scenes from this podcast and other podcasts uh if you give us five dollars a month and uh and if you're supporting us on our patreon you will be one of the first people to see the first episode of our new podcast project that we're still quietly chipping away at. Yes, toiling and 
I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> We're working hard. Yeah, we we've already recorded like three, like really four. Well, yeah, we've we've already recorded like three episodes of the new podcast. Uh, really, we're just putting other elements together now, like editing and all yeah, that. There are many, many elements. Yes. Uh, excited about the launch. Me too. But, uh, but yeah, we're we're aiming on a sneak peek on Patreon this month. Yeah. And then uh, a launch after this month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, if that if any of that sounds interesting, check us out. Consider supporting us. Yeah, it helps us eat. So thank you. Yes, gotta get that ramen money. Mmm, ramen. Yum. Next time on a Smashing Theory, December fifth, because uh, we're taking Thanksgiving off. Yes. The Game Awards 2019 predictions. Woo! This. I I love our Game Awards predictions episodes. Me too. They're, I just love the Game Awards and yeah. all their weird glory. <laughs> yep, you you love you love the Game Awards, even if they don't. If you even if they're not always extremely lovable. Yes. They, like you gotta you gotta love the Game Awards. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm really pumped for the Game Awards this year. I'm really pumped to predict stuff for the Game Awards this year. Me too. If you want to predict stuff for the Game Awards this year, you can send us a tweet at a Smashing Theory. Give yeah. us a follow while you're at it, uh, and or you can email us at a Smashing Theory at gmail dot com, and uh, and we will feature as many of your mails and whatnot as we can if you could follow us on email i would say to do that follow us on email (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah uh share your predictions with us we'd love to see them and yeah beginning in december we will try to sort out what we think will be at this year's game awards which happened the week after and then after that we will do a reactions episode, of course. Like we do. And uh, and that will also be exciting. All right. All right. Uh, see you all in December. But in the meantime, I ho-ho-hope you have a smashing time. <laughs> Are you just going to say that every December episode? I sure ho-ho-hope so. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. special thanks special thanks special thanks to lonald ah thank you l to the o to the n a l d lonald Great. Yep. You thanked him. I did. Good work. Yep, great. Special thanks to Nim. Thank you to the end. To the <laughs> no. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> uh, I found out today that Nim's cats have started peeing in one of the litter boxes and pooping in the other one. <laughs> so it's like literally box wow. number one and box number two. Okay. Yeah, fun facts. You know, smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, you know. You know, <laughs> I don't I wish. Smell I, poop whenever I pee. Yeah, I, I wish I had two toilets. <laughs> thanks, Nim. <laughs> Special thanks, thanks to my girlfriend Amy Lee. Uh, I'm sorry I just said that I wish I had two toilets. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks, Amy Lee, for everything, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. I'm yes. grateful to you. I will you say that... You are my boo, and you make me coo. I do. Like a pigeon. What are you going to say, Sean? I was going to say that I miss having, like, an ensuite bathroom. Because uh, I used to have one at a place I lived before this apartment. Oh. That was pretty cool. It was kind of like having two toilets. Like the, you know, the one outside. We're thanking my girlfriend right now. <laughs> Thanks, Emily, for your, listening to your, me talk your about your bathroom stories I, are irrelevant. When I had an ensuite bathroom, <laughs> I really appreciate you listening to that, Emily. I'm sorry. <laughs> Special thanks to Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you'd fuck that up. Bathroom. <laughs> Uh, thanks, thanks, Leo. Yes, thank you for your support. Yeah, you're great. You, you, you are great. Well, that's a tiger, but yeah. still. <laughs> thanks, Leo, for for letting Sean make noises vaguely associated with the cat family. Meow. <laughs> thanks. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. I heard you have a game that's kind of based on your namesake. Heard you got that Luigi's Mansion 3 oh, up yeah. on the Switch. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying that. Looking forward to comparing notes when I get it. Yeah, man. Yeah, Looking man. forward to hearing you both compare notes. Wahoo! Wahoo! Luigi. And special thanks to Garrett. Yeah! Thank you, Garrett. Yeah, thank you for give, giving us them special thanks way back in the day yeah and i hope that now you're doing okay hope that now you're gonna stay hope that now i'm out of rhymes (laughs) there's no delay (laughs) to my rhymes every day these rhymes are a game that sean can't play i think that you're terrible Anyway, thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> this is your last official special thanks. Hope it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say you definitely got your money's worth after my little freestyle there. Yeah. Um, special thanks to all of our patrons. I can't believe that you're a patrons. That's a new word I made up to be Matrons is a word. You could have said matrons. Man, fuck you. You're just a matrons. <laughs> anyway, if you want this to happen uh, in your general direction, Woo! you give us $20 a month on our Patreon. Yep. And we will special thank you in every podcast thing we do that month. It's completely uh, worth it. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> a bargain, if any bargain <laughs> is to be had. Uh, thank you to everybody. Special thanks to the special thanks. Yes. And, uh, yep, time to go. Yeah. See you next time on A Smashing Theory. <laughs> I'd keep going, but I'm kind of weary. Patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>